It's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book Close Encounters of the Worst Kind and the captivating memoir Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your talk show host, Randy Fine. Today is Free Advice Friday, and it is also Friday the 13th, which is the perfect day to talk to you about the topic of fear. If you would like to call in and ask your questions or your, or tell us your experience or share a comment, the number to call is 424-220-1801. You do not have to call in and talk about fear today. You can talk about anything. But in the meantime, while I'm waiting for callers, I will discuss this topic. And I want to start with the one that is in our face very briefly because I want to give you a different perspective. We're all fearing this coronavirus, and there's actually something called nosophobia, which is a fear of disease. And one of the things that cause it is, excuse me, living through a disease outbreak. Um, In these cases, you might be inundated with news footage about the disease or constantly hear about it from friends or coworkers. Um, And also, the access to health information on the web is called cyberchondria, um, if you get obsessed with that. So I just wanted to tell you that. Um, We don't all have nosophobia. Some of us are very grounded. Others who tend to fear and worry a lot uh, may have this already, and this may aggravate it. But... We don't have to allow disease to take over our personal power. Um, What we focus on becomes powerful. And some of the things that we fear are instinctive and some are learned. Some are taught. Um, And things that we imagine can paralyze us. There was, um, I found something on this blog called Hey Sigmund, which was posted by Karen Young, and I wanted to read that to you. Every time we have an experience, the corresponding neurons are activated. Every time they are activated, they are elevated a little in order of importance. Your experience, every experience, will alter the physical structure of your brain in some way. The things you do the people you spend time with, every feeling, thought, and automatic experience will influence the wiring of your brain to make you who you are and to influence who you can become. And according to Harvard Health, persistent anxiety can contribute to respiratory disorders. They may also have more severe symptoms and a greater risk of death when they become ill. So, um, you know, The reason I'm telling you this is because I want you to understand that your fear can create physical 
and emotional problems for you. Fear begets fear. Um, and there are a couple recommendations that they're not really talking about on the news. All they're really telling us is to wash our hands and use hand sanitizer, sanitizer and not shake hands, okay? Um, but there are a couple things that you can do to boost your immune system. Um, one of them is zinc. There's something on the market called Zycam. Um, zinc is supposed to help your immune system fight off viruses. It won't kill the virus, but it helps your body do a better job of fighting it off. And when you're not under stress, that is especially the best time or the best um, scenario for your body to, to be in under these scary circumstances. Um, also, there's a lot of talk about elderberry syrup. And there is um, something on the market called Sambucol, but they say it contains zinc, and you don't want to take too much of that because too much zinc may cause negative side effects. So you can get yourself some elderberry syrup, elderberry lozenges, whatever. Um, and, you know, I believe in holistic ways of treating this. So boost your immune system. Eat lots of greens. Make green smoothies. You know, um, berries are important to eat. Um, what else did they say? Let's see. I wrote some stuff down. Yeah. Berries, greens, um, you know, vitamin C, yes, but they say that's not really powerful enough. So I am just uh, sharing some of that with you so you can feel a little more in control at a time where the whole world feels out of control. And fear is something that causes us to feel like we're being overpowered, like something is bigger than us. And so that brings me to the topic of fear of the narcissist. Everyone at some point has fear of the narcissist. We fear that they're going to come back. We fear that they're going to take us back to court. Um, we fear that they can hurt us physically. We fear that they can take over our minds very easily. We fear, we fear, we fear, we fear. Well, narcissists, that's what they bank on. And that's what they create. They want you to be fearful of them. So you don't leave. And they can continue to suck on you and feed from you. Narcissistic abuse, healing, is about taking your power back. Whether you are with the narcissist or you are away from the narcissist, and many of you are away from the narcissist and still fearing the control that he or she has over you, it's time to begin to take your power back. I found something on Melanie Tonya Evans' um, blog, and I wanted to read it to you. She says, when it comes to narcissists, we aren't powerful in doing. Okay? We aren't powerful in doing. No matter how much 
we try to combat them, outsmart them, and try to stay one step ahead of them, the narcissist will always trump, one-up, escalate, and create more damage. It does not work. So there's nothing we can do in regard to that relationship. This, this entire experience is teaching you about your true power. It is teaching you that when you create belief systems, emotional knowing, and alignments deep within yourself, you get to choose and create your reality regardless of what is going on outside of yourself. You get to learn that your outer experience is created by your inner experience. And you are not going to get off the hook of the horrendous experience of narcissistic abuse by dealing with it using the old system. And the old system is trying to do something. Your back is up against the wall with only one way out. And that way out is creating your reality from a new way the way we were always intended to, but were never taught. I absolutely love that, and I am going to really use that um, in my counseling and in the things that I write about, because that is absolutely true. Um, again, you, if you'd like to call in, the number is 424-220-1801. Um, I welcome your calls. There are affirmations that you can use, and I'll give you a few of them. You can make up your own. But what we want to do is be mindful of what we're saying to ourselves. The narcissist, unless they are physical abusers, and most are not, they don't have to be, the narcissist takes power over us through our minds. And a lot of us fear that we're susceptible to that, not only with the narcissist, but in life in general. We fear walking out there because we feel so vulnerable that anything can hurt us. Well, what we first thing we don't want to do is manifest what our fears are. And if we give power to our fears, we're going to manifest more problems for ourselves. We do not have to fear the narcissist. They not, no longer have control over you. You have control over you. And that is the way you're going to divide yourself, to get yourself unenmeshed from this horrific relationship. You want to clear up your head. You want to tell yourself that nobody's going to hurt you. You know, you can't live in fear of life. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. We don't know what next month will bring. We don't know what next year will bring. We have no idea, and we can worry ourselves sick about things that could be. Many people worry about family events that they will have to attend with their ex-narcissistic spouse and how they will handle it. 
many things can happen between now and this fantasized time that may happen or may not happen ahead. You don't know what's going to happen. And by the time things happen, if you focus on healing this, you will have all the tools you will need to handle any of it. And you won't have to fear all these things that may be coming down the pike. We need to focus on what we're doing right now. We need to focus not on the people we feel sorry for, the family we're leaving behind, the spouse or partner we're leaving behind. We have to focus on us, mindfulness. It's the only way we can heal. And there are some affirmations. Okay, so um, one of them is, this is a Melanie Tonya Evans one. Um, She says, I choose to see others as they really are and to see myself as I really am. I choose to see others as they really are and to see myself as I really am. This will cause that divide, that veil to lift, that wall to drop where between you, the true you, and the brainwashed, altered you. This will allow you to regain who you truly are. We have to understand we can't change the narcissist. We will never change the narcissist. If we could, I wouldn't be doing this work because it would be so easy to fix our families, to fix our relationships. We just send the narcissist off for therapy and we'll be done. And then we can have our marriage back, our relationship back, our family back. That will never happen. Once you've identified that the person who is abusing you is a narcissist, you must begin to get away from that person. And sometimes it's not possible to do it right away. But, the, but you must begin in your mind to separate yourself from that person and take your power back. I've mentioned, and I know that you've read, um, read the book about this, but probably, um, narcissistic abuse is compared to the Wizard of Oz. And the way I see it is when we think about Dorothy and the Tin Man and the, the Cowardly Lion going to approach the Grand Oz, the Great Oz, asking for him to send them home. So they walk into this big room, and what do they see? This booming, loud, terrifying image on a screen that tells them to go away. They're not welcome here. And they're all cowering. They're terrified. And this was the Oz that was supposed to relieve them and send them back home and give the lion courage and give the tin man a heart. 
But who is that grand Oz, that great Oz? When they go back and Toto pulls the curtain back, he's only a small man pushing levers and speaking into a microphone that alters his voice. That is the narcissist. They bellow. They terrify us. But there's nothing to really fear unless they're physical. Unless the abuse is physical and you are in physical danger, there is nothing to fear. They have no power over you. And they will do things to upset you with their flying monkeys. You won't even know it's coming. And you'll be going along and you'll be doing really good and you'll be like centering yourself. And all of a sudden, boom, something falls into your life and it's chaos and the narcissist is behind all of it. And your first inclination is to go, oh, my God, i got to protect myself. i got to defend myself. I, you know, that's your inclination. And that's a normal inclination. But everything about narcissistic abuse is counterintuitive. So what we would normally say, what we would normally do, the reactions we would normally have do not work. As Melanie Tonya Evans said, it's not in the doing. It's in the being. So when these things happen, understand the narcissist is going to always be somewhere in the periphery of your life. And I don't say that because I want you to be afraid of it. I just want you to understand and be prepared for when these times happen. Because years can go by and then all of a sudden you will get attacked by them. And usually not by them. Usually through other people that they've brainwashed and are either passing messages to you or saying things to you. It's all the narcissist. But don't fear it, because nothing can happen to you. This is a call-in show. If you'd like to call in, the number is 424-220-1801. So fear of the narcissist is going to disempower you. And healing from narcissistic abuse is about taking your power, take your power back. Do the things that you need to do to feel strong again. And um, you have a right as a survivor to love yourself and treat yourself well. You have the right to believe in yourself. Live your <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> live your life unencumbered by the abuse of your past. Live a happy life. Do whatever it takes to protect yourself from abuse. Say no to toxic relationships. So I just gave you 
the list that I live my life by. Love yourself and treat yourself well. So I'm good to myself. I don't allow stressors in my life. I eat well. I take care of my body. And I keep my mind clean. Sometimes I meditate. Whatever I can do to get rid of stress in my body, in my mind, or listen to music. There's different ways that you can do this. Um, Believe in yourself. That's a difficult one, and you're going to come to that at some point. But you are all you have, really. So, you know, if I want to look at this in black and white, you can either just give up now and the narcissist wins, or you can believe that you are an important, lovable, wonderful, gifted person and begin to seek it out. Live your life unencumbered by the abuse of your past. This is a process, obviously. But this is about letting your past go. Remember, your past was a life lesson, not a life sentence. And if you do not make time for your wellness, you will be forced to make time for your illness. Find ways to release this, heal this, and move forward. Clear the cobwebs out of your mind, the ones that your narcissist wove in there. Just picture, you know, this spider weaving this web and just completely clouding your thinking. It's sticky. It blocks things. It catches you. We need to clear those cobwebs out of our minds and have and be free. Have free thoughts. Have the thoughts that we choose. Um, live a happy life. <laughs> well, listen, you know, happiness is it's different for each of us. But basically when I say that, live a happy life, I don't mean dancing around and being giddy all the time. I just mean that the way that you perceive your life is one of positivity. That you look on the positive side of life rather than the negative side of life. Things that will never happen into the future and fear them because you don't know what's going to happen. I have seen miracles happen with fears that others have had that just totally eliminated the fear. Um, Do whatever it takes to protect yourself from the abuse. You've heard me say that you have to be a fierce protector of yourself. And that means that the minute something doesn't feel right, 
You do not allow it in. It also means setting up your life in a way that the people who have access to you do not trigger you. And that means not accepting anything or any conversation about the narcissist because they will pass these messages on through people. And then you'll get all worked up and all crazy just knowing about this. It'll make you crazy. And that's what the narcissist wants. They enjoy our pain. So can tell people, I'd love to have a relationship with you, but that relationship is about me and you. As soon as that, that you bring in anything about the narcissist or tell me anything, anything that's new or what they're doing or who they're with, that's when I cannot have a relationship with you. So you know the guidelines. It's okay. People understand that you've been through a war. They may not understand what the war was about, but they understand that you're in a healing process. And you have to ask for what you want. You have to tell people, I am healing, and I cannot hear anything about this person. I don't care if they're in the hospital. I don't care if they're dying. I cannot hear it, because the minute I hear it, I'm completely set back. So whatever it takes to protect yourself from the, and that includes saying no to toxic relationships. Those who are narcissistically abused are abused because, well, we're nice people. We're gentle people. We're understanding people. We're empathic people. We give people the benefit of the doubt. That's what got us trapped to begin with. You can be a nice, loving person. You can give from your heart as long as you have self-love and you have it to give. Only give to those where, it is, where there is gratitude or appreciation. Only give to those who take it as a hand up, not a hand out. Meaning... They take what you're giving them. They take your help and then do something with it to lift themselves out of the problem they're experiencing. Not take and take and take and take and take. They do something with it. Toxic people tend to take from us. And yes, if we've always given and they've always used us that way, they're going to get angry. They're going to get pissed off that we cut them off. So what? Let them. If that's the nature of the relationship that you're having, if the nature is that you have to give and they have to take, you have no relationship at all. That's not what a relationship is. That's not what a friendship is. So say no to toxic relationships, all toxic relationships. 
not even if they're a little bit toxic. And you'll know because you'll be triggered. You'll feel it in your body. You'll feel it in your head. You'll get a headache. You'll feel like your energy has been depleted. You'll feel confused. You'll feel trapped. You'll feel judged. No one has the right to do that to you, to do any of those things to you. No one can can stand in judgment of you. Everyone is fallible. Everyone. No one has a right to stand in judgment of anybody. So take your power back. Don't worry about what people are saying. If you've been narcissistically abused, people are saying pretty rotten things about you. If they're not saying it, they're thinking it because they've been poisoned by the narcissist. This is what they do. They go out and they spread poison everywhere every, with everything that could possibly touch you. So you have no resources. So what? Who are these people? And what does their judgment mean anyway? We have to love and care for ourselves, protect ourselves, and work on our inside, our mindfulness, learning who we are, what we are, what we like, what we don't like, what our talents are. And there's um, one way to do this is there, you can have an I Love Me journal. This is a good one. And all you have to do is every day, every morning, just write one thing you like about yourself. Write, I love me because whatever. Find one good thing about yourself. Because learning to, um, coming to self-love is, starts in millimeters. But it ends up in meters, miles, whatever. But it's little millimeters. And each day, you vow to love yourself a little bit more than you did the day before. We can do things in increments. We can't do it if we're overwhelmed from an entire thing. So when I talk about protecting yourself, loving yourself, saying no to toxic relationships, this is a goal. There's no possible way to do it all at once. But I'm trying to um, guide you and give you the core of what to do to develop the, the power and strength, emotional fortitude, resilience that you need to not fear the narcissist or the world. It really upsets me seeing how the media is using fear to isolate us. Okay, yes, there is a pandemic. Clearly there is. 
but it could be done. We could be educated about it and not made to fear it. If you have a weak immune system, if you've had an organ transplant, if you're elderly, you should stay at home because your immune system is vulnerable to anything. And right now, it's, it could easily pick up something like this. So just be careful. Be smart. But if you're healthy and you have a strong immune system, you don't have to fear this thing. It's not killing people with strong immune systems. And if you get it, they say that it could be so mild you may not even know you have it because the coronavirus gives us the cold. It's, it's, it's the same virus that gives us colds. So this particular one is um, more contagious. So try not to fall into the fear of buying toilet paper and water and, and all those things. <laughs> you know, you go into the grocery store and people have carts full of toilet paper. Well, maybe not now because it's all been bought at cases of water and everything. <clears throat> this isn't the zombie apocalypse. It's just going to run its course and then be gone. So just be smart with what you do. Build up your immunity. Um, so that's my um, my take on fear today, you know, but especially, you know, I, I don't really want to keep talking about this virus because we hear so much of it. We're inundated with it, and I don't want to inundate you with it. I just want to give you some positives. I want to give you the positive side of this virus, what you can do so that you can take your power back. If you think about what the media is doing, they're stealing our power. That's what this is about. It's very scary. That scares me more than anything. I will not allow them to steal my power. I'm going to be smart, but I'm going to proceed as normal. I'm going to boost my immune system. But I'm going to proceed as normal. I'm not going to shake hands, and I'm going to wash my hands a lot and use hand sanitizer. But I'm going to proceed as normal. I am not going to buy into the fear. Because fear causes things to happen. Fear manifests in itself. Whatever we fear happens. There is so much more going on right now than just this virus. So much more. This is about control. And I don't know who is at the head of it, who is at the core of it, but this is about control, controlling people all over the world. Wow. So just be smart. I still have some time to take your call. If you want to call in, you can call in at 424-220-01. So 
I also want to talk to you about finding validation from within. And I've done shows on this before. And it sort of goes hand in hand with what I was talking about. Finding validation from within. No one will ever validate your experience. Except me and other people who work in this field and understand this and can recognize it, but no one will validate your experience who has not experienced it. It's impossible. Impossible. And every time you talk to people, you will feel smaller and smaller. You will shrink in the face of that horrendous judgment of things that you are not. Write down who you are. Figure out who you are. I'm telling you that if you've been abused by a narcissist, you are a kind, gentle, empathic person and empathetic and sympathetic and all the above. You're a good person. And anything that you did under the duress of a narcissistic abuser you are not responsible for it because you were provoked. You were goaded into that behavior. If you yelled, if you screamed, if you called names, if you did the same things back that the narcissist was doing to you, that's not being evil. That's being a survivor. You're finding ways to survive in this incredibly difficult abuse. So let it go. Once you're out, let it go. You have done nothing wrong. I promise you. I don't even have to know you. I don't have to know who's listening. Because I do know you. I do know you. Unless you're a narcissist listening to this show. (laughs) Um, Anyone who's been abused this way is gentle and kind. And you would never do the things that you may have done while with the narcissist to another person. You would never do that to another person. And I've, lately I've been hearing um, that we can gain narcissistic traits from being exposed to narcissistic abuse. All right, maybe maybe you might get a little narcissistic. Maybe you may, I mean, that may be a great thing because you need to love yourself and you need to overlove yourself right now. But as far as having the personality disorder, that's impossible. You are not developing the personality disorder. What you are doing is trying to find a way to cope with the severe abuse that you're experiencing. In my opinion... Narcissistic personality disorder abuse is the absolute worst kind of abuse. People who have narcissistic personality disorder are monsters. They're monsters. They don't look like monsters and they don't talk like monsters, but they are monsters because all they want to do is hurt you. They live to hurt you. 
they, you may be able to gloss over that and say, well, they did this and did, did that. Of course they did. They're human. And also, they don't want you to be entirely on to what they're doing. So they're going to do some nice things for you. It's all deliberate. It's all manipulation. But I don't believe that these people... So who are they? I really don't know. Some people call them aliens. Some people call them demons. Some people call them robots. But you can't have a relationship with any of the three that I just mentioned. Whatever you want to call them. They are not like you and I. They don't think like you and I. They don't process things like you and I. Their entire agenda is gaining narcissistic supply. Admiration, adoration, and attention. And attention can be negative or positive. doesn't matter if you're screaming at them, calling them names. That's attention. And they'll take it. And they enjoy it. They love that. They love the drama. And they also love knowing that they've gotten to you and that you're doing that in response to what they did. So no good can come from a quote-unquote relationship with a narcissist, which really um, the word relationship does not describe what we have with the narcissist. It is a predator or abuser, captor, and hostage. That's all it is. I like to boil this down for you so you can begin to see this. At first, it's really hard to see that. But if, you're, if you've been listening to me for a while and um, you know, you're a little bit farther upon, on your way to understanding and healing, you may be able to grasp that better. And as I said in the beginning, we wish, we hope upon hope upon hope, that our abuser will change. But the first thing to do so that you can get clear about this is to make sure that you're dealing with a narcissist or someone with this personality disorder. And there are ways to do that. If you go on my website and my blog, the first, um, first two blog entries are about figuring out if the person you're with is a narcissist. So you can go check that out. Once you define them, once you identify them, then everything I'm saying is true. I don't have to know you or your situation to know what you're experiencing. And I also don't have to know you or your situation to know what's happening in your mind, how confused you are. But I can get to that really quickly. <laughs> I've told you that before. You know, we can get that. We can clear that out really quickly. Um, you don't need to walk around like that in a fog and fearful. So your narcissist is not the great Oz. Your narcissist is a little something. I don't know. Maybe Oz, let's picture Oz as a robot pushing levers, 
<clears throat> because there's no sensitivity there. And he ends up being a nice guy. <laughs> but your story is not going to end like that. He's not going to give you a heart or a brain. <laughs> we have a caller. Good morning. Can you hear? Good morning. Welcome to the show. Yes. Hi. Uh, hi. My name you... is Patricia. I'm calling from Ohio. Hi, Patricia. Uh, Thanks for calling in. Yes. Yes. Hi. Uh, I'd like to find out the therapy that you do. I mean, what is this more talk therapy? I mean, as, a, as related to dealing with and getting rid of this narcissist, this narcissist and their poison. Or, yes, or what type of it's all the do? above. So what I do is I start because <clears throat> I can identify narcissistic abuse and I know what those, um, what my clients who come to me are experiencing. I get to the core mm-hmm. of what this is. I help you to see it. I validate. I support. And that is not a one-time process. I have to be very patient and understanding because I know that my validation and support are not going to hold right away. Once we get to that, we begin to deal with the fears and the things that you worry about. We deal with the actually the aspects, the logistics of what you're going through. So in other words, if you are someone who um, is trying to divorce or has divorced a narcissist and you're dealing with alienation, I help you through that. I give you tools for living. Because my goal is not to sit there and say, mm-hmm, and how did that make you feel? I don't do that. I, I give you the real truth about it because I want to wake you up. And I'm not specifically talking about you. I'm just talking about my clients. Mm -hmm. I want them to wake up. Once you wake up, you begin your own momentum. And healing does not take very long. So my goal is really to get you to see this, and I get in your mind and I help you to deprogram that's not like a you know a crazy process or anything that I do to your mind. I don't even touch your mind. All I'm doing is leading you along to mindfulness, directing you path of healing and then giving you the tools you need to exist without me. That is my goal. All right. Um yeah, I've unfortunately uh, I've had a uh experience with the narcissist here where I'm living at. Um, this was a male, uh, older guy, a uh, musician. And uh, I, when I was attending the college, uh, community college here, and of course I was dealing with a bunch of abusive, hateful, uh, sexist, and racist uh, males uh, who just pounced on me. Uh, you know, they, they weren't calling me, you know, names. Uh, and they were sexually harassing me. And then, of course, I I didn't even, uh, I reported the, with regards to these males, 
for the because I was studying audio engineering. Okay. And uh, it it was just a mess. And then I I it was ignoring them. And that's the one thing I regret instead of just being confrontational. And then, of course, I put in a formal complaint, you know, with the administration. They were just a waste of time. Uh, and, of course, there are women involved. The counselor, I spoke to a female counselor twice and from, from a few months apart. And then the second time I went to talk to her because the one male instructor who's running the department, uh, you know, he just was being just nasty and just, you know, uh, she's going to sit up there, look at me angry and like I'm bothering her. And, of course, I talked to this little, oh, what's the little uh, assistant dean, and she came into that meeting, did not intend to help me. But, you know, that aside, then the same college where this musician teaches that and he performs as well, um, and I'm not going to go through the whole scenario. And this happened in 2016, and for about a couple of years, I mean, what's that son of a bitch? And I mean that, and I'm being nice. And I finally got my power back. Okay. Uh, and he's still he's doing all this telecommunication. He still does it, and he'll do it through other people's music and songs. Mm-hmm. And I'll. I can get to the point. I can tell when it's him. Wow. Um, and then, uh, and then of course, you know, and I was thinking, well, heck, oh, Lord, it was just me going to the concerts. I never had any sex with him, thank God. Um, none of that. But I was trying, and this is the first time anything had happened to me like that, of, of that nature. And, of course, you know, I mean, being in this place. I mean, I've apart from all this, I mean, I've been dealing with and this is a past life karmic relationship as well with this male that I discovered and how I'm discovering that is calling these various other shows, getting these many psychic readings because I never had enough money because, you know, all and being in this energy of this state here, Ohio and Cleveland and all these others is such a hateful, demonic evil energy here and then the people here uh I mean, i'm gonna have to say i'll say some of them but it's just and i have i didn't live in dealt and i have purposely keep myself protected and isolated i stopped going to the college you know right. and i just had to stop taking those classes because right i had a yeah. health matter to present itself so anyway right. well, uh, you, know, and I, uh, you know the alienation and all that other stuff you know, so that's I have. Why I ask, you know, what do you do? <laughs> what do I do? Well, I'm also well, very spiritual, well, no, I know and I, 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 I know what you do, but I just wanted to get clear on the type of therapy. Okay, uh, it so is I'm not clear, like anything. It's not like anything you would experience anywhere else, and it's quick. Right. And from mm-hmm. the first time you meet me, you will feel relief. From the very mm-hmm. first so, time, you will feel relief. Now, so I, um. You know, you are, are you talking about psychic attacks? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Oh, what do you mean from him or the other little dicks that were? Whatever. I mean, are you feeling, are you feeling the um, repercussions of? You can call it, you can still call it psychic attacks, but see what it is. I stopped listening to his music, stopped going to hear him perform. I stopped it all. 
Okay. But what Good. he would be doing, sneaking in, is mm-hmm. he would come up in my dreams. And, of course, when I'm asleep, obviously I can't be in that much of control. And, I mean, well, how your, dr- your dreams, your sleep reflects what you feel when you're awake. So, um, y- mm-hmm. yes, you can that, be. That was, a, that, was, that was particularly a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and so, okay. like I said, it's during my wake hours, and, like, I've gotten, I'm protecting myself, you know, doing, I pray my prayers, I'm chanting particular mantras, and I'm doing okay. this every day, all day, and I'm going to continue to do it until okay. I relocate myself out of this piss-ass town. Good, good. And the state. Uh, okay. And yes, so let I me know, give you, let so. me give you a few tips. Um, actually, I just right. met, I, I met with someone who's a, um, who's a medium yesterday, and we were actually talking about protecting our energy. Um, so mm-hmm. she gave me this one tip, and I can give you another tip. But um, I have dealt with other narcissistic abuse victims who have continued to be psychically attacked, which mm-hmm. means that they're having a hard time healing because that person keeps getting into their head in a mm-hmm. psychic way. So, right. um, mm-hmm. So what... what when that happens, what we need to do, and as you, you said, take your power back, which is the theme of today's show, um, your energy has to be yours, okay? One thing that she told me is when you're in the shower every day, imagine that the water is swirling around you from the bottom up, and when it gets to the top just above your head, it ties a knot. When that happens, you're protected for the entire day from anything, psychic, physical, whatever it is, you're protected. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the other thing to do is um, the house of mirrors, which I love. Um, stand in the middle of mm-hmm. a circle of mirrors that face out. Mm-hmm. You can see out, but nobody on the outside can see in. And you mm-hmm. visualize that you're in the middle of this, and anybody that walks by their energy bounces right back off at them from the mirror. Another thing, another thing that you can do is wear a little mirror in your bra facing outward. Or men, you could put it in your pocket. Get a little mirror, keep it facing outward so that energy bounces off of you. And, of course, there are crystals and things like that that you can use. But when we feel safe, when we do these things and feel safe, that we have some control over what gets in, mm-hmm. then we stop fearing yeah. and worrying, okay? And and the dreams yeah. stop and things like that because we feel we don't fear. We know we have the power to yeah. protect ourselves. And that's the thing about mm-hmm. narcissistic abuse. That That's what everybody fears is that somebody's going to hurt them. So well, it's I'm not feeling so much fear. It's just I'm a bit angry because okay. how he's just getting away with this. And of well, course, they do. Married. Yeah, they do and, get uh, away with wife, it. The yeah, show is about like to end. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so oh, sorry to interrupt you, but the show is about to end. But thank you. Though. So, so I just yeah, I just wanted to say mm-hmm. it's okay to be angry, but mm-hmm. this is about acceptance. You will not change what happened, and all it's doing is eating at you. So yeah. he will never get 
He will never get what, what you think he deserves. Leave that to the mm-hmm. universe. Leave it to the universe. It's not up to you. Okay? Yeah. All but right. I'll, I will be in contact with you for sessions when I obtain money. Okay. And, uh, and All right. We'll work through it. On. We'll work through it. All right. Okay? Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a great day. All have right. We, we, okay, you too. We are out of time, but if you have any comments or questions about today's show, you can email me at loveyourlife at randyfine.com. May joy and serenity always be yours. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. 